0: podcast What's podcast Welcome back to the third installment of the Dirt Talk Monday episode series episode 59 and
1: a half it might be 58 and a half hold on
0: episode 58 and a half everybody welcome we're excited to have you the third time we've done this Mm-hmm. I'd say we're starting to get good. Also, something I've noticed recording at this table, that chair mm-hmm. is squeaky. I just
1: noticed it. I'm mm-hmm. going to move, switch chairs. Try
0: another chair because every single time I've interviewed somebody, I've sat there, and every time they move around, I'm like, that's a squeaky chair. Okay. We should make a note of that for the next time. <laughs> and then the next time comes around, they sit in the squeaky chair again. That's better. better. Yeah, 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 yeah. i okay, cut this part out. Chair problems. Oh yeah. We're in business. Okay, we have solved the squeaky chair problem. No more chair squeaking. We're good. Professional production only. Mm-hmm. Um, that goes to the the furniture in the new podcast studio. We're gonna have some very nice chairs mm-hmm. that are very comfortable. Yes, Much more comfortable than these metal chairs mm-hmm. at my dining table. And the podcast table itself is gonna be a, a piece of solid ash beautiful piece of wood and then the base is going to be bodywork from a 773 haul truck sick
1: yeah have you already like put the pieces in motion to get that stuff made uh yep yeah
0: awesome it's it's not cheap
1: but um <laughs> they
0: don't give it to you for free cuz you have a great I, podcast actually the bodywork i did thanks to Thompson Cat was featured on our our last week's episode, mm-hmm. uh, but but no, the you know the wood is expensive, woodworking is expensive. But I am a man that appreciates proper craftsmanship. Well, and we're certainly going to be able to show it off. That's for sure. It's going to get a lot of a lot of attention. This mm-hmm. table. Um, to get into the 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 most recent happenings, we are coming off of another week. We're recording this on a Friday afternoon approaching Monday, uh, not doing the Sunday thing again. No, that was, that was not ideal. Not ideal. Um, well, to me, I, I typically actually do my podcasts on weekends because that's when I'm not traveling.
1: That's true. And that's when people aren't working. So, so it works more out for both to, parties. That's true. Yeah. Well, not with that new, uh, well, we still actually could do them on Sundays once we're in the podcast studio, It's just going to be more comfortable hanging. It'll be so nice. Mm-hmm. It'll be so nice. Um, this week,
0: the, the on the office construction, the paint is done,
1: and it's looking beautiful. I saw a couple pictures, mm. and I, I could not believe it. Um, just that, I think, like makes it start to feel real for for me. You know, um, yeah. yeah. So I look forward to each and every step.
0: Yep, paint is done. Next week is uh, we're getting into plumbing. We're getting into some mechanical. And then we're gonna be starting on the floors, restoring the floors, which Heck is yeah. supposed to be a pain in the ass with really old hardwood. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna see how that goes. There's definitely some holes in the floor. <clears throat> yeah, uh, they're gonna, uh, gonna patch the holes. That'll be part of it. You can, I mean, you can literally, you can look down to the restaurant beneath you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like if you were to spill a glass of water, it would just drip right through the floor onto the restaurant below us.
1: That's not what you want. Um, not ideal. I also, when we were there last time, I noticed there was like a, a two-by-four kind of like on the floor right up against one of the posts. And I'm like, what's this here for? I picked it up because there's like a softball-sized hole in the floor right next to it. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that's to cover up the hole. That would break my foot off. Well, in theory, we're not going to have holes in our floor anymore. Okay. In theory, if it all goes well. I'll hold you to it. Was the pun intended there? If I had written it down... I maybe would have spelled it all H O L E D you mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, that would have been pretty good. Yeah, well, weren't thinking
0: weren't thinking quick enough there. I guess what uh, as far as the the business build with happenings, we've officially this week I guess made you full time podcast. Yeah,
1: which yeah. I thought
0: had already happened, well, but due to our phenomenal communication.
1: (laughs) Well, I just, I was still doing some web development stuff, which was, was great. And I think we were just trying to figure out how to, how do I focus on the podcast full time as well as, um, still be able to support Shay, our our director of web development. And, um, we got to the point where it's like, you know, I can't accept on, accept larger projects onto my plate that are development if I am still trying to focus on growing our podcast. And so Mm -hmm. we we found a a good transition point and we made it.
0: Yes. And now, I mean, podcast is really it.
1: Sure. But also what's exciting is now that I can focus on the podcast, I can diversify how I'm focusing on it. Um, So I can um, spend more time on some of our our social uh, assets. I can focus more on... um, other podcasts outside of Dirt Talk, which could be cool. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a, it's a real exciting time for really any project to build with, truly. But for me, selfishly, um, I'm excited to put the pedal to the metal.
0: I'm excited too. And mm-hmm. it's been a very easy decision to put you over full-time podcasting because the podcast has been so valuable. And it has allowed us to connect with people mm-hmm. in such a... It's just so much more dynamic and... So to put someone over this full time is a no brainer yeah. for our business, for our mission, everything like that. For our partners, mm-hmm. I mean, man, it's 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 awesome. Even internal communication wise for our business, mm-hmm. um, that was a big that was a big deal. Office update: We had a bunch of people in Nashville this week for meetings. Went, I went to Knoxville, and the most fascinating part about this week was we read a book called No Rules Rules by Reed Hastings of Reed Hastings. Probably Hastings mm-hmm. of Netflix. He's one of the co-founders, and a big piece of it is their their ability to uh, and desire to give and and take feedback in their business. So they aim to just generate as honest a feedback as possible for everybody in the company. And one of the ways they foster that is they, with leadership, they have dinners that are centered around giving feedback to one another. So me, Dan, Lori, and Chase, and then our new chief people officer, Jake Schmidtline, he was there to observe, but it was the four of us giving and receiving feedback. So it was, you know, I would go first and then Dan would give me his feedback, squeaky brakes on a truck outside of the house. Actually, this equipment guy the other day, this is like, I think it's equipment finders. They just messaged me the other day. They're like, I think I just drove past you. It's <laughs> I think it's a local equipment company. Yep. Equipment finders. And it's a steer. That's what I love to see. Yep. Um, so so it was, it would I would go first as far as the feedback goes at dinner. <clears throat> and then Dan would give me his feedback. Lori would give me her feedback. Chase would give me his feedback. And it wouldn't be We weren't really focused on positive stuff it would be hey start doing this hey stop doing this so for me dan said you know start teaching more he wants me teaching our people getting Mm -hmm. out in the field bringing people with me teaching 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 um lori and chase they they gave me feedback as far as my words and how they carry weight So I will say things that don't necessarily mean a whole lot to me or I won't think about and I'll think it's very simple, but Mm -hmm. someone else at the company might take it a whole different way and I need to be more thoughtful about how I talk to people and what I say, which is very valid. So stuff like that. And it was, I mean, we spent four hours just giving each other very honest feedback Mm -hmm. and it was just one of the, one of, if not the best business conversation I've ever had in my life.
1: Did it feel emotional at all? Or was it like this is really business focused? We all have like that understanding, or did it ever kind of feel like I, I know what you're saying, and we're just talking about business, but it sometimes still sucks to hear in the moment.
0: It, well, it was emotional, but in a very positive way. Mm-hmm. Like there's all sorts of emotions, and so we were laughing and, and messing with each other, and, and agreeing with each other, and disagreeing with each other. It was so it was emotional in that respect, but we prefaced the entire dinner with, "Hey, everything that's." going to be said here is coming from the best of places. Yeah. Like this is all very positive. Mm-hmm. We're here to help ourselves improve so we can help the business improve. This isn't to attack anybody and nothing, nothing at all is negative here. Um, and and everyone was able to keep that in mind. And when you keep that in mind, just from a personal standpoint, it's like it's a little disarming in a mm-hmm. very positive way. So I, I, it was nothing but positive overall.
1: Great. I think you you don't get to have those conversations and um, moments with a team unless there's um, s- some built-in trust and some built-in um, understanding and in, in the natural culture of what we're trying to do together. Yeah, you know I think if um, we didn't just I, a we didn't identify that transparency transparency wins is one of our values, but like it's very clear that that's um, we intentionally try to live out of that in terms of like who we are as a business, and so I think once we get you know to those types of conversations, I think you you can have them because they're real, and um, everybody knows that this transparency is um, for a good reason and from a good place. It's not a critique or a you are not good at this. Here's why. It's here's how we can build a better company together hear those things, you know? Exactly.
0: Yeah. We're all trying to do the same thing here. That's cool. And and it was cool because yeah, it, it went so positively and it shows just how we've already been warmed up so much to transparency mm-hmm. and so much to feedback and so much to being honest with one another that this was t- at an even greater extent, but it wasn't all that uncomfortable at the same time mm-hmm. because we've been doing it naturally for the past few years, especially yeah. me and Dan. And then even within our business, you can see it all the time. Like um, with with, with you, for example, you were frustrated this week mm-hmm. about about some of the web stuff. You're like, and we just talked it out, you know, had a conversation, figured it out. And with one conversation, it's resolved. Yeah. Just because we were honest with one another and we're like, hey, you know, here's what's happening. Here's how I'm feeling. How do we solve it? Mm-hmm. And there's so many places or even in your personal life where you just sit there and you build resentment and you let it stew and you start to just really hate people. And it goes very south very yeah. quick.
1: Uh, kind of since we we had that conversation, um, and I, th- I thought it was great for all parties involved. Um, and I've been thinking about how our company values rely on each other. Mm-hmm. You know, like we, we can't have um, the make decisions value if we can't also have the transparency wins value. Because mm-hmm. if you know we we led up to that conversation um, that we all had you and I and Shay just to figure out some web stuff. Um, We wouldn't get there if we were already doing the, the make decisions part of it. It's like, well, I, I need to solve this thing. We'll, we'll deal with that at some other point, you know, but it's like, if we, if we don't also have the opportunity to have those hard conversations, figuring out kind of what's the next step, how do we grow through this? It's, it's hard to, believe that we can make those sorts of decisions um, as empl- as employees and team members and as a company in general.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's when I made up the values first, I really just kind of made them up. Mm-hmm. And I actually chose from a bunch of quotes that I'd written down on my phone for years and years and years. And whatever resonated with me was like, okay, I, I like that quote. And then distilled it into a value, ran with that. But then we put them into our business and started to like test them out and see how they all went. And it's been you know two years of really rigorously testing them out to see how they work within our business, see how they work with one another. Mm-hmm. Ah, that one doesn't that just is out there on its own. It doesn't make sense, doesn't fit us. let's remove it. And we've been you know through that experimentation, we've ended up on some really good values that mix together very well mm-hmm. that we continuously reinforce that we can continuously. Praise one another for recognize, train on, hire on, fire on. Mm-hmm. They're really everything. And going to values, I am amid uh, I, I am I am in the presence of our <laughs> February value award winner.
1: That's me, baby. Um. Yeah, for you, for for this, for your, your new for my podcast work. Is, yes, um, yes. You know, I've I've gotten we as a team we 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 sent out a, a Google uh, survey for every team member to pick someone that they feel like is, exemplifies the values um, every month, and um, I've gotten a couple votes here and there over the course of the last um, probably six months. I think since is how long we've been doing it. Um, and it's almost always, I get a vote for the be a friend, which is, is a good value. Mm -hmm. But, um, for me eventually got to a point was like, I want to also get a vote for excellence (laughs) and not just what a nice guy. Um, and so, uh, when the, the results came out and I did not get a single be a friend vote. So maybe I've been more mean, less likable in my podcast uh position that's not true but um anyway i was just i was really honored that th- enough people on the team recognized me for uh the hard work that i'm putting in to um you know at the smallest level increase the the quality of our podcast but more on a, on a broad scale um i feel like I'm, I'm able to actively um work towards our mission of making the dirt world a better place so it's pretty cool well
0: and it shows that the team actually listens to the podcast
1: it's true they better because I send an email every single time we have a new one. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, we got to boost those download numbers as mm-hmm. best
1: we can. From five to maybe eight, nine people could be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, you know we have big goals here at the at the Dirt Talk podcast.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What uh, the other are there any other company happenings? We had uh, Mister uh, Benjamin Holmgren start. Yeah this this Monday. I thought he was starting this coming Monday. Turns out he started this Monday. So whoopsie there. <laughs> uh, we have a Buttoned up onboarding process. Mm-hmm. Clearly, Mr. Benjamin he came on board to run our Buildwit jobs, BuildWit online platform. It doesn't really exist yet, but
1: that is gonna be a really big deal. Awesome. It's gonna be sick. Mm-hmm. Um and and I I was talking to Dan this week, um, and I didn't entirely like understand um What Benjamin was was really going to do from the from the get go, and then um, he started posting on LinkedIn, um, just kind of through the build with lens. Was like, okay, yeah, he he knows what he knows. He's talking about. Oh yeah, he's awesome at this. I can already tell.
0: He's one of the more he's one of the more underrated people on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. Like every time one of his I see his one of his posts, I'm like, yeah, that's spot on. He's very underrated. Yeah, I feel like he should have more followers than I do. He's putting out the right vibe. I'm into it. He's doing some good stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, so very excited about that. And I can't wait to talk more about that as that unfolds. Yeah. We have Jake Pico. He is
1: in my living room. Uh, well, no, 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 Not my living room. He's in the BuildWit studio. In the BuildWit, he's in the BuildWit studio annex. Annex. Or the, the anteroom.
0: Yes. Yeah. 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 That's how the, the studio is so large that we have a whole <laughs> living room set up. Yeah. Which is nice. He's coming on to help us with social media, storytelling, dabbling with the creative team. That is extremely, extremely exciting, because I've been doing social media for three years now, and if we
1: keep hiring awesome people, something's going to happen.
0: Uh, hopefully, hopefully, because awesome people are expensive. You got to pay for them somehow, <laughs> yeah. and hopefully, we pay for them with some awesome. If they're awesome,
1: they better be awesome. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. But they can be all awesome all they want. We still need to make some money at the end of the day. That's true. But yeah, hopefully that happens. anybody Anybody else new? Come on.
1: Uh, I don't
0: think so. If someone did new come on this week and we forgot about you, I'm sorry. I I think we're good, man. Okay. We have more new people next week, though. Mm -hmm, We do. Great. Any other happenings? Big happenings? Small happenings? Medium happenings? Um, Or are we ready to talk travel?
1: I think we're ready to talk travel.
0: Travel. Oh, yeah. Skidsteer's driving by again. 249 D Skidsteer Equipment Finders Incorporated. And a mini excavator of an unknown brand. He just went and picked that mini excavator up. Oh, it wasn't even on there. It wasn't on there the first time. Oh my gosh! And that was like ten minutes.
1: Yeah, and that it, guy's fast. Whatever is like that direction he came from is it's kind of a tight place. Like it's a dead end back there. Good for him. I'm impressed. Yeah. Well, there's your
0: shout out. <laughs> uh, travel wise, we this week I went to Knoxville for a meeting on. Tuesday with Dan and Lori, which mm-hmm. was great. Knoxville is very underrated, a very underrated city. I feel like Yeah. every time I go there, I'm like, this place is pretty cool. And yet you don't hear a lot of talk about it. It's at the foot of the Great Smoky Mountains. So that's another plus. So that was a that was a great time. Very quick though. Um, I was in town the rest of the week, but we had Chell, Angel, and Eric running around. They checked out Rosso this week and then we did a build with video project. So they interviewed us in the office and then Thursday, Friday, they went to go see Reed contracting, which was recently acquired by Rogers group. So it's now Rogers group, but they went to go see Reed for a special project with Reed. I don't know if I'm going to get into it. It's a so pro- it's, so it's a project that I like our business because like, be a friend is a value for a reason. Mm-hmm. And that's because we can use our our assets, our people, our abilities, our resources to just do things that are right that don't necessarily pay any bills and aren't there to get any credit or aren't there for views or anything like that. So this video project is, in theory, going to be one of our lowest viewed videos ever because it's not anything public. It's not anything overproduced or anything like that but it's something really meaningful that's going to really affect just a few individuals.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, I don't want to talk about it too much. No. But it's cool to be able to use our creative abilities for other th- for things that are just the right thing to do that still align with our mission but don't necessarily make any money because it's not all about dollars. As much as I love
1: money. I mean, you you said last week talking about money is one of your favorite things to do.
0: I love it. That's travel this week, travel next week. What do we have on the clock for next week? Oh, well, no one's really traveling next week because we have Shaw Part 48 training company Why? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh baby. yeah. We're gonna be watching Shake Hands with Danger on Repeat. <laughs> <laughs> and if anyone's been through MSHA training, you know what Shake Hands with Danger is. And if you don't, you better Google it.
1: How excited should I be?
0: About the Shake Hands with Danger, 10 out of 10. Okay. I'm uh, I, i I'm excited for everyone to go through this because no one's really been through any formal safety training before. Correct. If you've been through it, if you've already been through MSHA, like I've already done part 48, but I lost my numbers and and I'm just kind of doing it to be an example too. Sure. Um, it's not all that fun, but if you've never done it before, haven't been on mine sites, have not really had any formal safety training before, mm-hmm. it should be relatively interesting because it's the first time you've ever seen it before.
1: How much of it do you think, um, is also valuable for, um, times not on mine sites specifically. A lot of it. Okay, cool. Yeah.
0: No, it's it's a lot of just good practical safety information. Yeah. So there's a lot of nuances to mine sites. Sure. Uh but but if nothing else, it just reinforces the complexity of job sites and mine sites and and forces people to recognize like, wow, there's actually a lot of dangers out there. Mm-hmm. And you really need to be thinking this stuff through because yeah, these hazards are serious. Um so we're putting yeah we're putting our entire company through part forty eight. We don't legally need to do that. Legally speaking, no one at our business actually needs their Part 48, but we are doing it company-wide. And that's going to be part of our onboarding process um,
1: long-term. Yeah, that's going to be sick. I think, um, like you said, I think it just legitimizes our company in ways that um, would be hard to do in other ways. Yeah, if we're trying to be
0: the experts on the industry and Mm -hmm. speak the industry's language, that's the kind of stuff that really differentiates us. So. It's, and it's an, I mean, it's a big expense we're putting through, you know, right now 30 people Yeah. through part 48 live train or everything like that. It's, it's, it's a lot of money and not just the money in the training course, but three days mm-hmm. of the entire business. I mean, three days payroll for the entire company. That's to not be generating, um, work. It's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a huge investment, but I feel like it's more than worthwhile. Yeah. That's that's the happenings over the over the next few weeks here. That's travel in a mm-hmm. nutshell. Sounds right. Um do we want to talk about this coming episode this week? Yeah. With uh, Dirt Talk episode 59. 59 with Nick Bazzadas mm-hmm. of Bazzadas Construction. He is a contractor but mostly known for his welding in the Pacific Northwest does some really badass work. If you've seen his stuff on the internet,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's beautiful welding, beautiful welding. So we talk about all things welding with mixed Mr. Nick Bazzatas of Bazzatas Construction, and that is dropping on Thursday.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a great episode.
0: Looking forward to it. Great episode. And now for questions of the week, and to remind everybody, I'm going to keep doing this. <laughs> Dirt Talk at BuildWith.com. Any of your questions, comments. Feel free to send them in. And this is when we address your questions. So Mm -hmm. this is everything we've got this week. Did we get some good stuff? We got some good
1: stuff. I'm going to go with my favorite question first.
0: Because if we didn't get anything, like worst case scenario, I'm going to have to start emailing this email myself (laughs) or
1: forcing our people at the company to email us. We need content. It's like, hey, this is an email from random at buildwit.com. How did Aaron get so great? Man, I wonder who sent that.
0: Oh, well, let me tell you, (laughs) that's an easy one to answer. All right, what do we got for your favorite question? All right,
1: this is from Louis Lai, who I'm already high fiving over the internet. Thank you, Louis. This email's to Aaron and Alex. Hey. You know what I'm saying? Hey, this guy's legit. Is that the first one you've had addressed to you, too? Yes. I I think my name has appeared in, in an email before, but this is the first one that, uh, Considers me a co-host. Don't so, let, don't let all this go to your head. I already got a big head, yeah, and I mean that literally. So, Oof. I just don't know how much space I got left. But uh, so, thank you to Lewis Lie. Here is his question. It's a good one. Um, what will you do when buildwit becomes a multi-hundred slash thousand employee company? I can't imagine you can. You, I can't imagine you can take the dirt away from a man, but you can't take the man away from dirt. Will you always have a presence out in the field?
0: It's a great question. The so the recent growth has started to pull me away from the field naturally from a just taking photos perspective. However, I need to stay out in the field for the sake of the business, for the sake of everything. Really, it's essential that I stay at the field. So, I'm still going to be on the field, but it's going to be from a different, in a different capacity. I'm gonna, you know, I'm trusting Chell, Eric, Angel, you know, the content team as a whole yeah. as we build that out to tell the stories of our partners as we need to and i am going to be transitioning to more of a creative traveler so i'm going to be able to travel to our partners to still do what i do still photograph them and run their machines talk to their people but from from a point of from a point of view that's a little more flexible than it is right now. Like I won't be there to necessarily do a job. I'll yeah. be there to just be there to learn about their business, get to know them better. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be doing that because I feel like we're doing a pretty good job of hiring really smart people yeah. and letting them do what they do. So even though the business has grown substantially, even like over the past six months, for example, we're, we're multiple times larger, but I probably have less work now than I did six months ago. Because I have more people helping me with what I had to do and what I have to do now. And we have more independent people now making their decisions, value, make decisions. So there's there's really not a whole
1: lot to babysit. Yeah. I feel like you're an ideal candidate to free up. And I put free up in quotes. Um, because I think your greatest value for this company is... Um, sort of like this, like free agent ambassador, almost. You know, where like you said, it's so you don't have um, all of these really like specific defined um, responsibilities, and and this is all in addition to like actually running the company and um, making the the broadest um, decisions. But I, I feel like more in terms of like what day to day looks like, the more that you're free to, the more you're probably able to bring the right kind of value that you feel like you. Um, want to and can bring. Yeah. And I've been really deliberately trying to free myself up, like
0: to do things like like in April, I think I've talked about it. I'm gonna go out to California for two weeks, look at dirt for two weeks, mm-hmm. go to gold mines and landfills and road construction projects, subdivisions, and none of it's paid. None of it's for any specific project. It's just to go explore the industry. Yeah. And I wanna get back to my roots, get back to where I started. That's where I started. The only big change is gonna be Matt Briscoe coming on full time and traveling with me yeah. to
1: get the vlog back up and running. It's gonna be sick. Mm-hmm. And he's like such an ideal person to do that too. Like he's um, naturally really laid back and um, can be quiet. Or <laughs> his dad, Dan Briscoe, this week said Matt's a great person for that because he's not annoying like, that's probably the most important part of this.
0: Well, and I've learned that with with Angel and Chell and Eric now is you don't want to be traveling with someone that's annoying because you're with that person. Can't avoid hours. them. Yeah, can't get away from them. And and so you want someone that's easygoing, fun to be with. Um, and and so I'm trying to I'm trying to still maintain my ability to get out into the field whenever. Yeah, really understand the field stay present in the field and that's dan tells me like don't ever lose that he's the one really pushing to hey you need to continue to get out out to the field and teach our people and talk to people and take pictures and you need to keep doing all that so i realistically i don't think anything will change even if we're hundreds and thousands and there's probably going to be more flexibility yeah Down the road as we scale rather than less. I think it's only going to get better.
1: Well, I think the pattern of of growing a business is you start hiring people who do stuff you can't do. And then eventually you start hiring people to do stuff you're doing. Mm -hmm. You know, like that's that's how you um like you said, that's how you like you replace yourself, is you kind of spread these responsibilities to people who are really good at, you know, like at photography or um business development or whatever it is you you bring those people on because like those are their specialties and instead of you um half-assing a million things because you just have to do all these things you're able to like focus on the things that like actually make sense for you to focus on i think that's what we should be doing
0: yeah and in in the podcast it's a big focus too i really want to prioritize yeah. this long term as well so
1: hopefully that's a good enough answer I've been thinking about that a lot, though. I think it is interesting to envision um, what BuildWit as a um, as a movement looks like. You know, because the media company, the media group, is only going to be so big. You know, that's not mm-hmm. just going to grow into perpetuity. No. That's that's going to have a hard stop in terms of how we grow because eventually there's a diminishing returns if you have an, an agency that's so big. You know, there's and there's
0: there's more potential than i thought there was with the creative group but mm-hmm. yeah that it's it's that's exactly it i'm trying to think real big picture here yeah but i'm in a, we're in a good spot i'm not too worried about anything getting out of hand because i mean i talked to a lot of these business owners that it's like their hair's on fire every single day and you can never get a hold of them and yeah. they're just so busy and it's like ooh you know i would hire people and Try to get out of some of that because you don't (laughs) have to be, you don't have to do it like that. Um, You you just don't. It's, it's, you know, I've met extraordinarily powerful people and they're not panicking all the time. They know that they've surrounded themselves with the right people that get the job done. They don't have to babysit them as a result. Like Yvon Channard of Patagonia, he still owns the company, still runs the company. and he goes fly fishing for six months out of the year. And has maybe a few phone calls with the company while he's out there. It's yeah. not an everyday thing. He'll go, he'll leave, he leaves the company for six months out of the year to go fly fishing. No problems. That's ideal.
1: Well, yeah, that's, that's called investing um, in your business and in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, if that's what you want your life to look like, you have to invest to get there. Yep.
0: That's so what we're doing.
1: That's, that's what's going on here. Knocking the, knocking the microphone. Over. I'm a mess. Um, well, thank you, Lewis, for that. That was a great question. Um, next question. Uh this one is from Andrew Sirmick. This one is just to you, not to me. Bomber. It's okay. Um, what really happens between the beauty shots? I'd love to hear more props given to the reality of what a big site project looks like between the Instagram glam shots of a beautiful excavator loading brand new trucks all set up perfectly. There's a ton of ugly that happens all the time between those shots.
0: So it's a balance between making our partners look good and showing the reality of job sites. The reality, I mean, we don't really polish a whole lot. Mm -hmm. We don't, I don't really think through like, is this perfect? And if it's not perfect, I'm not going to photograph it. We we photograph
1: everything. I feel like the most like intentionally quote unquote posed thing I've seen on the sites are like when you want to get like a picture of a person. Like, like looking at the camera,
0: and we'll do that, or I'll park a pickup truck next to a vehicle, yeah, or, or, or truck or whatever it is, and that's, that's also
1: sort of like a, a fun part of it, you know? Yeah, but we don't
0: we don't stage much. No. We don't make anything up. We photograph everything. We we know if something looks just real ugly, we won't even photograph it because it's just like, well, this does no one any good, and and I want to show more ugly, and for our business, I'm fine with it, but I get why some of our partners shy away from that because people are dicks on the internet. Yeah. And they just go out of the way to trash it, acting like their job sites are perfect all the time. It's like, no, no job site's perfect. Mm-hmm. So we try to show the reality. What I just said about the the vlog though, I feel like is going to get a lot more of that. With yeah. photographs, it's really easy just to focus on one aspect, make things look really pretty. With video, it's a lot harder to make things look pretty. Sure. And it's there's a lot more opportunity to see the the flaws. So I'm pri- primarily going to focus on just us, but but show the entirety of operations. To you know, hey, if it's raining and everything's a mud hole and trucks are sliding around, let's let's show the reality of that. Or yeah. I get what he's saying, but at the same time, we we genuinely don't put a whole lot of effort to making things look pretty.
1: Yeah. Well, we're not shooting photos for a, a calendar.
0: You know. No, no, we like and that's that's a big point I've made since the beginning is that I've I just want to photograph the site as is. And a mm-hmm. lot of companies have been upset at what they get as a result because they want something looking prettier, but I gave them reality and they don't like that. And so early on that got me into some trouble. Sure. Now our partners know that they get reality and that's what they're hiring us for. Yeah. Um so I get it. I wish more companies posted about, hey, this truck burned today or hey, yeah, we rolled this thing. It wasn't good, You know, but the operators, fine. And this is what we learned from it. I wish there was more of that day to day. But at the same time, I understand why companies don't share that stuff because people are assholes on the internet.
1: Mm-hmm. Thanks, and you've probably much.
0: seen that because I know, Andrew, I know you are... Active on social media, active on Instagram, so
1: I'm sure you know what we're talking about there. <laughs>
0: Everyone thinking they know best.
1: Uh, great question, Andrew. Thank you for s- sending that in. Um, and just one more thing, yeah, to give our partners some props.
0: I genuinely do. We th- we think we work with some of the best contractors in the industry, and so it's not bullshit to say their sites just look good. Their operations just look buttoned up. They're very safe. They're very well thought out. Like they're always looking good. And, and no project is perfect. No project is, is always per, like, is, is They're still very flawed, just like any company is just like we are. But at the same time, their job sites on average look much better than the industry average.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, do you think that is a, um, are a result of just kind of that top-down culture that they're trying to set? Yeah, it's no coincidence.
0: No coincidence
1: at all that's cool so I just want to plug our partners
0: there because their sites do look look really good compared to others
1: well it certainly makes our, our job uh, much easier if it
0: if it's looking good that's why I do it I'm lazy and it's easy to make someone that looks good look good mm-hmm. <laughs> if they don't look good and they expect to look good you have to try really hard I'm lazy I don't want to do that
1: yeah I mean what's what I love is like the the most work we're doing on those photos is is picking the photos that have turned out the best we're not um, mm-hmm. we're not saying, Man, we need to get, you know, these two machines angled like this from this angle, and that would be so cool. It's like you're out on the site walking around, staying out of the way, you know, like, oh, this is a great shot. That's actively happening. That you know, it that, that excavator is actually in the dirt doing the work it's supposed to do. Yeah, you're capturing that. There's not, not, not a whole the lot of yeah, yeah,
0: there's not a whole lot of thought or planning behind our our shoots or our visits, our trips, anything like that. We try to make them look as good as possible, but there's there's very little thought to it.
1: That's awesome. Uh, well, thanks, Andrew. Good one. All right, last one. Uh, this is from Daniel Angle. He asks, what was it like to start your own business?
0: Well, I feel like I'm still right in the middle of things. It was... My my age has been an enormous asset with the company because I am very naive and very ignorant and I just don't know any better. So the business and starting it and building it and just marching down the road has been hasn't been too bad just because I've been doing kind of the next step and the next step and the next step and just keep on going and going and going because I don't know any better. Um it does take an emotional toll. You feel like you're on an island most days. You feel pretty damn lonely. There's there's some prices to pay that are pretty heavy, but it's nothing I'm unwilling to pay. I was just talking to my therapist about this the other night. Like my, um, my, my girlfriend from college, she just got engaged. She just had her bachelorette party. And I was sitting there this past weekend looking at it, and you naturally think, you're like, Huh. That I could have been in that position. Yeah. Right. Like I could have been getting married to her now, mm-hmm. which would have been like timeline, it makes makes sense, shakes out. It would have been quite a few years of us of us dating. But then and then you kind of think, like, man, did I screw up or anything like that? But then you then but then you go back, you're like, no, that was just a price I had to pay to do this. Sure. And I don't regret it. And we want to do big stuff. Like we were just talking about hundreds, thousands of people. The more you want, the more you have to give up. And I'm very comfortable with that concept as much as it sucks sometimes because mm-hmm. it really does suck. It's a hard pill to swallow. But at the same time, I sleep very well at night and I'm very okay with it.
1: And I think that's the thing you have to reckon with. You know, It's like if, if you're feeling good about it, um, and the the people whose paychecks you're you're signing. Um, if you feel about good about what what they're a part of and um how you can kind of support them in that, I think that's exactly where you wanna be, man. Funny thing going to paychecks and signing. Mm-hmm. So my dad, because
0: we started construction a few weeks ago in the office, mm-hmm. he said this is a really big deal in your life. Like I'm just really proud of you. I wanna get you a nice pen. So he got me a nice pen and nice. it's actually like, I really, really, really appreciate it. It's a a fountain pen. Oh, cool. It's a beautiful, it's like a work of art, these pens. Yeah. So he gets me a pen and he says, it's, it's for, it's for when you're signing people's paychecks <laughs> and I just kind of let him have his moment. But I was thinking in the back of my head, I've never signed a paycheck in my life. <laughs> That's not how it works. <laughs> yeah, I don't sign paychecks. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but, but. And, and also just going back to kind of the, the loneliness too, it is lonely. Like I don't have a lot of friendships anymore outside the business, but the cool thing with a week like this is we have so many great people at the company that I just enjoy spending time with. Like this week I've been with our people all week because we're a remote business. So when we come together, it's just a ton of fun. And it's, a, it's more than I need from a personal social standpoint. Like I just, I love the group of people that we have. I love spending time with them beyond just work. Like I just like them as humans and I cannot wait for the office so that I can have that level of interaction daily with our people. That's all I need.
1: Yeah, That's going to be awesome, dude.
0: I don't know how, how that was, but that's how I would frame it. I wouldn't trade it for anything, but I also would not recommend it for a lot of people. I th- like and that's I've, I think I've harped on this a lot is we're trying to create a business that gives everybody what they desire as far as starting a business goes, control over their lives, the ability to enjoy and the spoils if they were to build something, you know, great um meaningful work, you know, give them all of those things within a business without having without them needing to go do it all on their own because there's a lot of nonsense and risk and everything associated with it. And a lot of behind the scenes stuff that it's easier, like, Hey, let us take care of it. And so you can just go create and do what you're best at and still have the control of your life and still go spend time with your kids. If you need to take time off and you you don't need to ask people to do stuff around here. You have the ability to make your own decisions. There's, Once we have our profit sharing plan and program or program in place, you'll be able to Quite literally, see the res- the reward financially of your hard work. So we're trying to give everybody the ability to feel as a business owner feels, give them the freedoms a business owner enjoys with the protection of being within a business.
1: I think that's pretty cool. I can say I'm very thankful to uh, kind of be a part of something like that, where I get to um, be in on the ground floor of, of starting something, creating something um without having it to be all on my shoulders. We
0: when and, and we talked about this like it's you were in there single digit. Yeah. Single digits. And I say that because you're just a number at Pildwit. Just a number.
1: Everyone's just a number here. I, I I'll say more than 6 less than 8 is my uh employee number.
0: Well there's a there's a feud in our business right now between two members. Oh yeah. Of the business. Oh yeah, who's number one? <laughs> Between Angel and Chell, who are feuding. Well, it's not really a feud. Angel is just trying to rile Chell up and prove that he was here first. And he's really employee number one. Although, is Matt Briscoe really number one? So Matt Briscoe, legally speaking, is not. But from a practical standpoint, he was helping me edit photos before I even started the company.
1: Got it. So he's going to be negative one
0: yeah 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 he was he just snuck in even before that <laughs> but, but legally speaking legally speaking i guess i was the first sure you were yeah and then but but shell and angel they're trying to figure out right now who's the who's the first
1: okay well well um, i think
0: i think it was angel but I actually am going to go look through the paperwork <laughs> to figure out who was who was first because they might have they they claim they started on the same day.
1: Well, in terms of uh, the future success of our business, if we don't get that figured out soon, any number of things can happen. It might unravel the entire content team.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's
1: some there's
0: some resentment stewing there, so well, we're gonna have to figure that one out
1: well they're all extremely replaceable and we'll certainly find any number of people to do their work instead so that's the construction way <laughs> that's the construction mentality right there yep.
0: everybody's replaceable um, well I am late for a call yeah so we are going to wrap this up if you have questions for next week's podcast episode when are we recording the podcast episode next week after Mshaw one night or yeah
1: something we'll We're figure it out sneak
0: it in there somewhere mm-hmm. Either, maybe Monday afternoon
1: in like four days mm-hmm. okay maybe yeah yeah let's do Monday afternoon okay
0: so if you want us to answer your questions dirt talk at buildwit.com, send them in those were actually very good questions yep very well thought out someone asked if if I saw one someone asked I, I, black licorice or candy corn <laughs> we've been getting spammed by somebody <laughs> and both both are garbage. Both of those are absolute garbage, and you are a monster if you eat both of those. Um, so dirt talk at buildwit.com is the email. Mm-hmm. And enjoy the podcast. Keep sharing the podcast, and we'll be back with another Monday episode next Monday. We sure will. Thanks, y'all. Thanks, everybody.